It's week 14. Let's step into the huddle. You're listening to the pre-snap podcast brought to you by Line Star app, the top-rated DFS tool set and number one companion for DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo Daily Fantasy. Go Line Star Premium now at LineStarApp.com. Now here are your hosts, fantasy football experts Joe Pizapia and Scott Bogman. Hey yo, what's up, everybody? It's me, Joey P. Joe Pizapia, and welcome to the pre-snap right here on the Line Star app. It is me, it is Scott Bogman, and it's you, and we're talking all things DFS. It's week 14 already. Time flies when you're having fun, but don't worry, boys and girls, because Scott Bogman and I are going to be around through the holidays and into playoffs. That's right. We're not going to leave you high and dry. There's going to be a whole lot of playoff football going on. We'll still be here talking about it all, and when all the relatives go back to their houses and all the leftovers are gone and you've eaten too many Christmas cookies, Scott Bogman and I will be here for you with plenty more football talk, courtesy of the Line Star app, the best DFS tool site ever. Go out there, go get that Line Star app, upgrade to the premium product. There's still time. There's still time, my goodness. And there's a lot of people, Scott, who are out of their fantasy football leagues for season long, will turn their attention to daily fantasy and will get their butts kicked by people listening to this podcast. So what I like to call this time of year is fresh meat, where people decide, I'm going to go give that a try for the first time. And this is good news for everybody who's been our loyal listener all season long. It makes those tournaments so much better to play in because you got a lot of uh, rubes and boobs joining up. So we we like that. And, uh, you know, the the plays are a little deeper now because we are done with bye weeks as well. Yeah. So a lot of guys going out. So uh, we have more established players at this point in the season, although some – I mean, some of these spots are amazingly annoying still into week 14. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, are. I mean, those are great points to make, Joey. They are. But, look, you're absolutely right. And uh, no Tuesday night football this week, at least not yet. There's still time. Yeah. Um, Give it a day. So. It was so weird. Like, Wednesday, I was like, where's my football game? Like, I was all weirded out by it. <laughs> like, I'm just used to having a standalone or two football games you know, Thursday, basically through Wednesday. Like I'm just yeah. kind of like seven days a week almost. I love it. I know everyone else is all annoyed about me. I sat by a tree, watched Tuesday night football, Wednesday night football, and had a little eggnog, relax. And uh, yeah, that's all. I'm all about it. And uh, look, let's kick things off here with the Houston Texans at the Chicago Bears. Uh, I'll tell you what, Boggs, you know, last week we dipped our toes in the pool of David Montgomery. He is 6,500 on DK. He is 6K against the Houston Texans. I believe, good sir, I shall do it again. I like him a little bit more with Trubisky in this offense. Certainly Trubisky has his warts. No doubt about that. Allen Robinson, you know every week. is always a good cash game by 6,800, 7K for him. Houston's defense is not good. Cole Komet is interesting as well. He's just 2,900, free square. You know, he ran 20 routes last week. That was more than Jimmy Graham. He got a little bit more active in the passing game. Are we kind of seeing potentially maybe a little bit of Cole Komet, the way we saw Noah Fant last year and his rookie year start to emerge the last four or five games of the season? Yeah, I mean, I absolutely agree. I think, uh, you know, David Montgomery and Allen Robinson being so cheap in particular, like is almost, you almost have to play Allen Robinson this week. The Texans have no Bradley Roby. Uh, they're bad on all facets, uh, facets of defense. So that that's a great play. But you're absolutely right. Cole Komet as a free square is very intriguing this week. I think the comparison to Noah Fan is great. And I, I think 
just if you understand the tight end position, you know it takes these guys longer uh, to really learn everything. It's not re- you're not really learning one position at the NFL level because most uh, college tight ends are either blockers or catchers. They're not both. And the NFL, even if you're a terrible blocker, you've got to learn to at least get in the way. I mean, we see Eric Ebron out there on a week-to-week basis, so you know you have to at least get in the way. You have to learn how to do something. <laughs> so until they can trust you to at least sacrifice your body, even if you're not doing it well, you're not going to get playing time. And I think that is what is going on with Cole Komet. He's finally showing off in practice. So they're giving him more routes. And uh, this is smart. It's smart to, uh, you know, sneak Cole Komet in there. He scored a touchdown last week. Uh, who's to say he's not going to do it again? So especially against a Notre really Dame. rough defense. Last so. year at Notre Dame, I love watching this guy. I thought he was a matchup disaster. And, you know, it just takes tight ends a long time. It's very rare you have a rookie yeah. tight end come in and just shock the world. It takes a little while. We're still years. waiting on O.J. Howard. So, uh, you know. yeah, uh, there. I mean, look, <laughs> sometimes they never happen. There's no doubt. About right. it. But Hawkinson's another one, too. I mean, Hawkinson last year had that great week one and then did nothing pretty much. He had some injury issues, too, obviously. So that was a yeah. concern. But this year's been very consistent. I think going into next year will be a guy probably in that mid-level tight end range where he'll be a good value pay. You know, you know Troutman, tight end. Troutman's going to be big for New Orleans next year, too. That kid can catch. Yeah, so. yeah, that's another one, too. Uh, yeah, you'll probably move on from Jared Cook there. It'll be fascinating to see who's playing quarterback. Uh, but playing quarterback for the Texans is going to be Deshaun Watson. 7,600 for him on DK, AK on FanDuel. Uh, QT paid off last week. I'm okay going back to this well against the Bears. It's not going to be as profitable, but he's still just 5K on DK. 56 on uh, uh on FanDuel and uh, honestly that's pretty much it I, in fact I almost would rather just run Deshaun Watson out there by himself because yeah. ironically like the Bears defense didn't look great last week against Detroit 400 wonder, passing yards they gave up yeah I'm, I'm starting to wonder if maybe Chicago's just starting to get worn down by the losing you know like some teams just sometimes it just kind of piles up on you and the next thing you know a, g- a good defense starts to check out a little bit as the as the season starts to get away from them. I don't know if that's what's going on here. I would imagine they bounce back a little bit. I think there's better investments higher than Deshaun Watson and lower than Deshaun Watson this week. I would fade away from him and the Houston Texans collectively, but I do like Montgomery. I like Robinson. I like Komet. There's a few times that I actually mentioned the bears on this podcast, <laughs> but there you go. So the offense I guess looked good last possible. week when the defense gives up 400 yards, the offense actually had paced them True. until until the big late mistake, they were uh, they were doing pretty well. So uh, I, I I'm with you. I th- I think even Trubisky is not a bad swing tournament ish play. I this would week agree with that well. against Houston. Yeah, there's actually a little bit of love there too. Uh, in terms of pricing, uh, let's see where he's he at here. He 5, is six hundred and sixty eight hundred. Um, yeah, that's actually I was gonna say there's there's no like one or the other. They're actually both pretty good. They're exactly where they should be. So, yeah, that, that's actually a quarterback that you can pay attention to and go all the way down and go all the way up at some other spots because I'm going to want to go up for Aaron Jones this week. I'm going to go want to go up for, you know, DK Metcalf. There's some pieces to go up for this week. Uh, there's no pieces to go up for with Dallas and Cincinnati. I'm sorry. I watched four quarters of Dallas. Boy, <laughs> you know, well, here's the thing that's I, I have me. I have one piece I want to buy in this game. All right. Well, before you, I'm going to I'm going to complain and bitch and moan for a second. OK, all and right. I love about it. your big piece. <laughs> <laughs> it's to save your piece uh, well you know big enough uh but you know here here's my here's my take on this mike nolan was a head coach in the nfl and he was around the nfl for a long time mike mccarthy's been around the nfl for a long time i i gotta imagine the collective experience level of those two guys 
is somewhere around like the 30 plus year mark in the NFL. I could not believe how ill prepared, ill executed. There were moments where in the defensive side of that ball where guys didn't even know if they were playing zone or man to man. It was unbelievable. It's like one thing to like not be able to cover a guy. It's another thing to, to, you know, to slip and fall down or something. It's another thing to think that you're in zone and it's a man to man coverage. You just let How a about guy them just tackling you. the tight end in the middle of the field. Like, oh, there's, there's like so uh, four yards before the ball was even near him. The ineptitude is mind blocking, but I, I can't do anything because it's, it's the Cincinnati Bengals. So I can't take advantage of it. So I kind of want to throw this game out, but what's your one piece? Because I, I Dallas defense against this horrid, horrid Cincinnati offensive line on for the last two minutes. Yeah, but they still have, I think, the fourth highest pressure rate in the NFL, and the Bengals I are blood I, pressure rate uh, of Jerry Jones, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, rate. they just got flexed out of a nationally televised game for the first time in 14 years. So, well, I think they also uh, lost a Thanksgiving two years in a row, too. Right? I mean, it, let's, exactly. let's set everything on fire. They're terrible. But, but come on, like this Bengals offense also lost Jonah Williams. They stuck him on IR, another offensive lineman down with already being terrible. I, they you are can going sell me to the 2,400 Cowboys defense on DK. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and look, it, that that's what we're talking about here. When you want to buy higher players because there's more, uh, there's more games out this week, you, you know, you have to, you have to hit more because people are going to take swings and hit on them this week. Uh, even though there's more rubes and boobs, like we mentioned before, <laughs> you still want to take, uh, you know, to take a swing here and there. And I think this is a defense, you know, that they're going to, who even knows Brandon Allen left this game in the middle of it. Are they going to have Ryan Finley or fit Finley or whatever his name is in there? So, uh, <laughs> that, that's a Welsh joke, uh, by, by the oh, way, because I don't know right. who fit Finley is, but he's a wrestler. Um, and if you like right. wrestling, go listen to my wrestling podcast in this ring, by the way, there's a little, that's plug right. right there. Exactly. So Come I don't, I don't know league. who's going to be a quarterback for them, but they are going to get slaughtered by Alden Smith and company. So, uh, I, I kind of like the, the Cowboys defense against this really, really bad Bengals line. I'll tell you what, CD lamb on 4,800 DK. You can, uh, you could sell me on that too. Yeah, like that, yeah. that's a good price. You know, Lamb almost got that hail mary uh, at halftime, dude. He, he almost got so that close. hail mary. He also got held on a call that should not have been. A, I mean, how that got missed with it happening right in front of the the, <laughs> the referee. He's like, I I don't even know, understand. Like it was just such a blatant hold. Even Troy Aikman was like screaming about it on the broadcast. Uh, <laughs> by the way, is Rubes and Boobs isn't that a isn't that a nightclub down by the airport? I'm pretty sure it's a bar. Uh, I don't know. Is it? Uh, uh, I don't know. Let's, let's yeah. keep doing the show. Yeah. Um, yep. All right. Uh, here we go. Let's talk about the Kansas City Chiefs and the Miami Dolphins. Um, look, I don't understand, and I, I alluded to this on Tuesday show, and I'm going to reiterate it here. I don't get why Kansas City isn't a bigger favorite in this game, and we'll talk more about this from a wagering standpoint tomorrow. I understand the Kansas City's had some shortcomings, but you know the Denver defense plays really hard, and and they played pretty well in that game. And the, and the Buccaneers defense has some players on it. There's some there's some talent, especially talent up front. Why didn't they I slaughter think, Carolina? Well, well, Carolina is another one of those effort teams. And and here's the thing. I know Miami is like that, too. Miami's in the playoff hunt, too. They are. But Miami is, I just think they're going to be outclassed here. Like, I think Mahomes is going to put this team up early. And I don't know if two is ready for that kind of a shootout. Like, I just think this is a this is a bad spot. <laughs> this is a well, you're talking Tua, about the MVP and then Tua, who's, you know, barely able to move the chains right now. 
That's a bad combination. Tua had 296 yards last week, and Jakeem Grant dropped one that would have been like a 50-yard touchdown. So he could have gone over 300 last week. I understand he could have, should have, would have, but if he can't execute against the Bengals, you think that the Chiefs are going to be – you know, lighter. And I'll tell you what, Tyree Kill should have had more points last week. I'd go right back to this Mahomes and Tyree Kill well. I'm that right I'm now. with you on. Absolutely. Uh, like, yeah, I know it's expensive. 81 and 89 for Mahomes, 85 and 9K. I mean, geez, it's almost 1800 to get Tyree Kill and Mahomes on FanDuel. But you know what? In cash, I can make the argument for it. And if you don't like that, you want to pivot to Kelsey, you know, the lone tight end that you trust on the board, maybe besides Waller, 74 and 82. I'm good with that. I'm not taking anything in Miami. I just feel like this is going to be a Chiefs romp. We'll see if I'm wrong, but I just I don't like the pieces here. I you sell me on the Dolphins because maybe you see. Well, this there's one not differently. a lot to buy on the Dolphins. I I you know uh, at any point the Chiefs can outclass whoever they play and beat them by fifty. We would not be surprised either way. Even with uh, a Dolphins team that has been playing pretty good and is in the playoff hunt right now, but. Uh, I don't know. The Chiefs haven't been covering and they haven't been, uh, you know, putting up extraordinary numbers outside of the Tyree kill enormous game. I mean, look, Travis Kelsey scores a touchdown every single week. I think he has eight or nine touchdowns at this point. It's ridiculous. So uh, he has been fantastic. You know, buying any of those Chiefs is fine. But you mentioned it before, Joe. Patrick Mahomes is almost always a little too expensive. This week, he looks not that bad, 8,100 and 8,900, mainly because there's more games on the slate. You got 13 when there's usually 11 or 12. So uh, I, everyone's going to be a little bit cheaper. They're going to be a little more enticing. But uh, I, I like I like Mahomes. I like Tyreek. There's not a lot to buy on the Miami side as far as DFS goes. The wide receiver situation's weird. Uh, I, you know, Gaskin is fine. He had the most snaps and carries and all that stuff last week, but I don't want to pay up for him. Um, so there's not a ton I like in this game, unless you're paying up for Tyreek, Patrick Mahomes, or Kelsey. Outside of that, I don't want much here. And look, you know, the other thing you can do too is just get a piece of this in tournaments on DK with Watkins or Demarcus Robinson too. Yeah, know, because like one of those guys is going to catch a touchdown. I mean, they're always the dart throw. They're yeah. always like it's just one of those things. If you want to take a shot on one of those guys, Robinson's 3,800. Like I would rather just take a shot with Robinson. <laughs> just because he's cheaper than Watkins by a thousand, yeah. you know, and that allows you to pay up for Mahomes. That allows you to get Kelsey in there, allows you to get Tyree Kill, and then pivot to anything else you want when you have a player like that that you could couple him with the cheap defense if you like Dallas or something else. All right, Arizona Cardinals against the New York Giants here. You know, those big effort Giants and Kyler Murray and company is kind of slumping into this game. Kenyon Drake's been a good investment. We invested him last week. Giants defense playing better, though. I still think Kenyon Drake is a good return. 55 and 65 are his respective prices on DK and FanDuel. Uh, on the flip side, we're still waiting for clarity whether or not Daniel Jones plays. But whether he does or not, Wayne Gallman's in play. He's still 57 and just 6K on FanDuel. I, I, I'm like president of the Wayne Gallman fan club. The only reason he lost the touchdowns last week is he, he basically ran himself out of touchdowns. He got so tired from having all these incredible runs, he had to come out of the game, and, and Alfred Moore just showed up and just fell in the end zone twice. So don't take too much out of that. Don't think that Alfred Morris is all of a sudden the goal line back because he's not. <laughs> it was just the circumstances of that game. So I love Wayne Gallman in this one. What's your take here on Arizona? Because this is yet again where it feels like they're kind of falling apart at the end. Yeah, look, I, Kyler Murray is clearly not 100%. And it's not really from the passing numbers, which haven't been fantastic. But you can tell because he's not running. He ran the ball five times last week or three times. It was uh, less than 10. 
this dude should be running the ball way more. So he's clearly uh, the shoulder is not 100% and they don't want him taking hits. So uh, because of that, and because of the way the Giants defense has played and you have Hopkins going up against Bradbury, you know, it, do, it doesn't mean that you can't start Hopkins. Hopkins is still a start every week against any corner. You know, he beat up Jalen Ramsey a couple weeks ago. I could see, I could see Hopkins actually bouncing back. I think I honestly, if you're going to do something in this game, despite the fact that it's expensive, I can understand the DeAndre Hopkins contrarian play here. But, the way but the I actually, this week. I actually like, you know, whoever, whoever you feel like buying, uh, as far as the secondary wideout options, I, Kenyon Drake is a great buy because the Giants are really good at stopping the pass. They're not that great at stopping the run. So I think Drake is going to be leaned on heavily in this game. Edmonds going to be leaned on a little bit as well. Between both of them, you clearly want Drake. He's the better guy right now, uh, even though Edmonds had more snaps. But Edmonds you chewed know, up the Giants last year too. You remember that? Yeah, yeah. You know what? I think I do remember that. So a uh, big performance at, at the end of the year, right? So How do I remember these things? This is terrible. Uh, well, I mean, I guess this is why I do what smart. I do for a living. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> Christian so. Kirk has been bad recently, but this might be, I mean, he was on a, this might be a good too. week for him, though. Uh, or I, I can see Arizona out. having a little look. If you want to get weird. I think there's worse things to get weird with in Arizona. And for people, because you still have really high-end talent with Murray, with Hopkins, with Drake, with Christian Kirk. Like, this is an offense that you know can explode. I'm just going to give the Giants some credit because the Giants smell a victory here to be, you know, kings of the East, basically. <laughs> but I, I do think, you know, uh, we always say on the show here, good chalk is good, good chalk is better, Right. And yeah. we always say, you know, you'll find the one-off things, a tight end, a defense, maybe a third wide receiver. That's where you get responsibly strange. The Arizona side of this game is a place where you can get responsibly strange because of the amount of talent on it. If you're just looking for some interesting deferential. And in a week, like you said, with so many games on the slate, that could be a difference maker. It's no doubt. Exactly. So, look, uh, I and I like that Dan Arnold had two touchdowns last week, but he had nine total snaps. So, Let's not go. Let's not go dumpster diving on Dan Arnold quite yet. So. <laughs> it reminds me of Tom Arnold when you Dude, say he's yeah. more expensive than Cole Komet, and Cole Komet ran twenty routes. So I would rather, I would much, much rather have Cole Komet, and I don't want any part of the Giants' uh, offense right now. I know Wayne Gallman has been good, five touchdowns in a row before last week's streak snap, but last week was also his first one hundred yard game. So I, I don't know. I, Gallman's fine. I, I don't think I'm going to be buying him in too many spots this week. All right, here we go. Minnesota at Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay coming off a bye where they say they're going to run the football more. Yeah, sure. I've heard that one before, Bruce Arians. I love that joke. It's my favorite. You know, Ronald Jones is still like in the top 10 in rushing. It's unbelievable how that's been able to happen. I know he had that one huge game, but still, it's mind-blowing. And I've been on this bandwagon for quite some time. And I want to thank uh, my buddy Dennis Roy there for that fantastic image. If you haven't seen it, go to my Twitter <laughs> timeline because, I mean, that was pretty stunning. They, they put my face on uh, – well, actually, it's, it's my face and my body. What am I saying? Um, it, oh, you uh, have that big Vikings tattoo on your uh, arm? Yeah, that big Vikings no tattoo now. Yeah, and, the, and his skull all the way. It is hilarious. It's well done, and we appreciate Dennis here. I've known Dennis a very long time, listened to a lot of my shows over the years, and I appreciate him. Uh, but I'm going to continue. Look, I've been on this streak with the Vikings, uh, Kirk Cousins for three weeks in a row, on Jefferson, and um, on Comet, on Cupid, on Donner and Blitzen. I'm going to keep going. I don't care. 
Kirk Cousins, 7,500, 62 on DK. I understand Tampa stuff. I understand they're coming off the bye. That's all great and fine and dandy. But the one thing you can do is throw on this team. And Dalvin Cook yeah. is, is better than a lot of running backs they've faced. So that's going to be fascinating. But I don't want to play around with that. Because Dalvin Cook is 10,000 on FanDuel and 9,400 on DK. It's super expensive to be wrong. Justin Jefferson. Well, something's going to break here because Cousins has been good at home and terrible on the road. He's, But he's had this great streak of four straight games where he's been amazing. And he's on the road now. So something, one of these is going to break. I think it's the bat on the road. So I'm with you. I think Cousins is going to be good I, because I, I think, think so they're going to have a tough time running against him. Listen, Tampa Bay's and, run defense is great. And I like Jefferson. I like Thielen. I think you have to understand that the, the cornerback play and the secondary play has not been great for Tampa for the last couple of weeks. And it's the one thing you've been able to do is throw on this team. Uh, and Tyreek Hill, he knows. <laughs> yeah, it's not even Ty. You know, that was like the... That was the like the shining example, but if you dig back, there's other ones too where you just look back, and you're like, geez, well, that's terrible. Um, and and look, Kirk Cousins is good Kirk Cousins right now. And yeah, it could come crashing down any minute, but this is another one where I don't think the roster percentage is gonna be high. Jefferson, and look, Thielen is cheaper than Jefferson. It's finally happened. And I think it's okay to pivot to Thielen now. Like I'm actually okay with that if you want to do that, because his target volume is so high in this offense. And and I Justin Jefferson is just a tad more boom bust. Than Thielen, but not much. Uh, Jefferson, I'm making that case for he should be right in that thick of rookie of the year. And on the flip side of this one, I know you're going to think I'm nuts, but Ronald Jones, 6,100, 6,300. It's a good price to find out. And I'm yeah, just going yeah. to leave uh, that out there. Against I'm actually Minnesota okay defense, with that. It's a, yeah. I think it's a good, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but Ronald Jones is going to find his way into a couple of my lineups this week. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm actually, uh, I, I'm okay with that. I know. You you know that I don't like uh, buying these running backs because it's always confusing every single time. As soon as you buy Ronald Jones, they give the ball to Leonard Fournette. As soon as you think Leonard Fournette's the guy, they give it to Ronald Jones. So uh, we talked about this on the Black Book ad nauseum as well. But I am okay with buying because the Vikings, both these guys should be able to run. So the Vikings defense is banged up. It hasn't been great. Uh, the secondary is bad. I love Mike Evans in this game as well. I think he definitely gets in the end zone. We got Chris Godwin with the pins in his finger. AB hasn't been fantastic. And he's actually been providing more catches for the other guys since he got there. So, well, uh, Godwin, look, I know he's had the fingers all, you know, wackadoo, but Godwin's look good with Brady. Like everything that we thought going into the season, we kind of saw recently when Godwin got back in the field. So, but he look, just had the pins removed Tuesday. Well, and so, that's the whole question is what yeah. happens there? Is he going to be all right? It's it's very tricky. Luckily, Brett Favre's not throwing him the football. Tom Brady is. So, but 63. Roethlisberger from Monday. It was like <laughs> any any ball that needed touch was a rocket, and any ball that uh, needed to be a rocket had touch on it. So it's like yeah. it's like when you don't understand how the controls in Madden work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do I do I tap it or do I hold it? I don't no, know. you tap it. Well, sometimes you tap it, and then sometimes you, you have to hold it down. <laughs> I'm confused. Uh, <laughs> 63 and 74 for Godwin. Just keep an eye on on his practice time. If he gets a practice in on Friday, that would be intriguing um, because Godwin's a gamer. That's a tough guy. But listen, uh, I, I would not dismiss the Minnesota Vikings here. I understand it's tough. It's a tough pill to swallow. Tampa's pretty good defensively. You could say Tampa's motivated. To some, you, you can write all the narratives Tampa's you want. defense or Davin Cook win this week? That's a great way of putting it. That's so. Like, who, who do you think? Wins I don't need because, anybody to win right now. But I you would have points. to get like Dalvin Cook's been averaging twenty six point nine on DK, twenty three point four on Fanduel. Does he hit those numbers? 
Because I don't think he does, which, which means I'm not I don't think going he does to be either. buying many shares of him. Well, look, even if he hits the 23, that's still, you know, barely 2x value. Right. I want I want closer to three if I can get it. That's what I'm looking for this week. I don't think he can give you that. I mean, that's asking a lot. Everything's got to be perfect. It's one thing to pay, you know, 10-5 for Dalvin Cook where he's playing the Houston Texans. It's another thing to pay yeah. when he's playing the, but- you know, the the, the – the Tampa Bay box is a whole if different he, If he scores a bunch of points, it's going to be a lot of passes down to the one. And then he punches them in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. That, yeah. That's what it's and, that, and look and that, and he could get three touchdowns that way. And he, <laughs> he's got 18 right there. Anybody like, could go any week. So it's true. It's true. But I, I, I think I'm going more towards Adam Thielen and cousins yeah. this week. than I am that I think that's a really look for 75 and 77. You can have Thielen and cousins. And I think that's a really nice pairing. You can go Jefferson too. guys been fantastic. All right. Enough of that. Denver at Carolina, uh, Teddy Bridgewater, 58 and seven K Christian McCaffrey. We're still waiting for clarity there, but I don't know. It doesn't, he should be good. He should be they good. Said he's dealing with a thigh thing now, which is obnoxious, but he should be fine. Look, 10,000 for him, 9,200. You know, I'm the guy who was saying, Hey, jump in the McCaffrey pool. Right. But now, you know, Denver is, you know, always a weird team to play. And, and I understand this one's in Carolina, but if he's a full go, I'm intrigued. I think I would probably go that route, and I think I would probably pay up for McCaffrey. I'd rather pay up for McCaffrey than Cook. Let's put it that way. Um, hmm. yeah, I think I'm with you. the the defense The defensive matchup is better here, and and you know, with this COVID stuff, with more probably being out, Curtis Samuel possibly being out. Uh, Robbie Anderson is a very intriguing buy, sixty two hundred, sixty five hundred, because it looks like he might be the only dude left. So uh, we'll see what goes on with their COVID protocols and all that stuff. But I really do like Robbie this week. Uh, yeah. And that's the whole thing too, you know, missing out on Curtis Samuel, missing out on DJ Moore. Samuel, they think will be cleared though in time. That's seems to be the illusion of this one. Um, and I'm not chasing anything on Denver. I know Melvin Gordon was good last week. He was terrible the week before he's good the week before. I'm not going to play that game. Just not going to do it. It's great that KJ Hamler is getting some targets, but he's had some drops too. Mm-hmm. Tim Patrick, I want to talk about for a moment too. 4,200 on DK. I'm intrigued by him as a cheap wide receiver three. We always look for that on DK, that cheap wide receiver three that allows you to kind of open up the field. Cause if you get a good value on defense and tight end and find that cheap wide receiver three, you could basically be the fat kid in the candy score and get whatever you want. So anything else here on Denver that, you know, possibly intrigues you? I'm actually okay with Melvin Gordon at 5,200, 6,100. I think he's a viable option. I get not wanting to go back to the well, but Philip Lindsay seems to really be falling off. He seems to be just too banged up to be productive right now. They're still giving him, you know, 50% of the snaps and all that stuff, but I think it's going to lean more of a 75, 25 towards Gordon in this game as he really starts to wear on defenses that are tired at the end of the year. So Carolina is coming off a bye, but they're not getting in practices right now because of COVID as well. So I think Gordon could be a good investment, but I'm, I'm with you in, I'm going to have more shares of Tim Patrick and I'll even reach down just because he is so cheap and take KJ Hamler in a couple lineups as well. All right, let's move on to the next one here. The Tennessee Titans. Oh, which Titans team will show up. Oh, it's my favorite game to play every week. But you know what I love? James Robinson. Because in a world where we're trying to find running back value, there's good old James Robinson every single week just giving it to us. The Tennessee defense isn't great. James Robinson is a great value play this week in cash tournaments. I don't care. He probably doesn't have the huge upside you want in a tournament. But in cash, it's 7,500 and even 8K. Like I know that price has gone up probably 1,000 over the last six weeks. I don't care. I think it's terrific. 
I think James Robinson is a guy that I can count on. And I want to bring attention to Colin Johnson, who's had two good games in a row. He's just 36 on DK. This is another guy we like to talk about, wide receiver threes. Circle Colin Johnson is another one of those options because he's had a good little run here with Mike Glennon. And maybe it's because they were, you know, playing <laughs> the second slash third <laughs> screen together. But I don't care what it is. It's it's showing on the field, and that's all that matters. Well, Colin Johnson last year, if he had come out the year previous, he would have been like a second-round pick probably at the latest. He was uh, great at Texas, and he has enormous size, and he's fast. He hasn't been healthy for like a year and a half. So I think he's finally rounding in to becoming healthy. And you're right. Whatever is working with Mike Glennon is working. They should be down in this game. So Colin Johnson, I think, is a nice, cheap option this week. And, you know, between him and LaVisca, I know LaVisca is way cheaper, particularly on DK down at 4,100, but Colin Johnson had 10 more snaps than him. So, uh, and they're looking for him at the goal line. They designed a two point play for him. So uh, I, I think this could be a nice week for Colin Johnson, but I mean, the chalkiest chalk by to ever chalk Joe is Derek Henry in this game against the Jaguars, because the last two years, the second game against Jacksonville, it's been like 150 yards and three touchdowns. <laughs> you're guaranteed. Right. So you're right. And look, uh, he's cheaper by a hunt on, you know, by 600, I think, than Dalvin Cook. Way rather have him than Dalvin Cook. Uh, I agree. This, if you're going to, if you're going to do one. so chalk. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know what? But I think it's good chalk. And I think Corey Davis is too. And they didn't get to use him last week because they got down so quick. So they know they got to establish the run quickly in this game. So he is going to be fed early and often like me every day. Yeah, uh, I'm with you. Uh, 8,700 for D- uh, Derrick Henry on DK, 96 on FanDuel. AJ Brown got dinged up last week, but Corey Davis is really steady. I'll tell you what, Corey Davis might be the better ROI. You know, Humphreys is out with a concussion. I think Davis is going to get a lot of work in this game too, 68 and 57. I like Tannehill in this game too, 79. I wish it was a little cheaper. I like him a little more on DK at 67. It's a little bit better price return. But I think this is a, a bounce back for Tennessee, a get right game for them. But the defense is bad enough that I think Robinson and Colin Johnson, this might be an interesting game stack to be involved in. Yeah. Maybe a couple people, you know, maybe a, a handful are, but not a lot because they overreact to what happened last week with Tennessee. But that's what Tennessee has been all year. A team that if you reacted properly and bought in when everybody got off the bandwagon, you did well. And then vice versa, if you, <laughs> you know, if you got off of them on games where you think, oh, it's, it's a great week for them. Next thing you know, it's not so good. Uh, Indianapolis against uh, Las Vegas Raiders in this one. Darren Waller and Derek Carr coming off huge games here. Uh, I'm going to fade away from Josh Jacobs in this game against Indianapolis. No, thank you. You can have all that. In fact, I really don't love the Raiders altogether in this game. But I'll tell you what. I think you actually sold me on Tuesday on T.Y. Hilton, especially the price. 51 on DK, 6K for him over on uh, FanDuel. Jonathan Taylor's price pretty well too, 58 and 7K for him. I actually really like T.Y. Uh, because of what's going on with Las Vegas, too. They've had some injuries in the secondary. So I think there's some good opportunity here. And if it goes sour, then Tuesday I am going to come right at you, my friend. Right at oh, you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, it'll definitely I'm gonna be, be like my Mike fault. Thomas coming for Jakeem Grant last Sunday. Like, <laughs> straight at you like a water boy if this, if this goes wrong. <laughs> Look, I, and I understand that because T.Y. Hilton has been disappointing for like a year and a half. But uh, he's put up like two or three good weeks in a row now. It seems like him and Phillip Rivers are really uh, whatever was taking long to get this connection. It's working now. I think it really was T.Y. Hilton's health. I think he's good to go now. And, uh, you know. Some guys just work through their injuries in the season. I also am going to have a lot of shares of Jonathan Taylor. 
I love this price, 1500 7000 like you mentioned before. And, and I know it's been musical chairs at running back for Indy, but they finally gave Taylor the lion's share of the snaps oh, and finally. touches last week. So I, I think I think this is settling and into Jonathan shot Taylor's last shot. Week on that. Like that was a that was a scary shot. We took it and we were right. Yeah. And I'm very pleased about it because I cashed with him. So it, it, it's tough, you know, like that that's a tough one. But I'm gonna double down with you. It's like you know, last week, Jonathan Taylor and David Montgomery in the same lineup. Let me tell you, I was sweating bullets <laughs> going into Sunday. But I, you know, this is where you have to trust the process. <laughs> you have to say, yeah. okay. All right, now speaking of trust the process, I trust one thing, and that is that Russell Wilson and DK Metcalf are going to take out their frustrations just like Derek Carr did the week before. This was a terrible loss at home for Russell Wilson and the Seahawks. Now the Jets come into town. It's like, I told you, it's like a spa. You go there, you just feel better about yourself. You spend a couple hours with the Jets. They put that cucumber thing on your eyes. They put that mud mask on you. Next thing you know, you got 30 points. Uh, But DK. Yes, please. Wilson, you want to do Carson, the full stack. There's enough to go around here, but I would really stick to Wilson and Metcalf because you know for sure what that's going to be. There's nothing worse than if you have Carson and you lose a touchdown to Hyde or, you know, some weird one-off thing happens. So that's, I would keep it simple in that respect. But it was also good to see Jameson Crowder show up again. 66 for him on D on FanDuel, but 54 on DK. I like him in the full point PPR. And then you've got Ty Johnson at just 47 on DK. That is a really good price as a flex option at 55 on FanDuel also in play as a flex. The question is this, do you believe there's enough for Ty Johnson? If indeed the game script goes according to plan where Seattle just pones this team. Do you think he yeah, can still look, get up fantasy points? Seattle has actually turned around, you know, and look, I'm not going to sit here and tell you they're good now, but, they have been playing better against the pass recently. So they're, you know, they, because of that, they have been giving up rushing yards recently. So right. we just saw Wayne Gallman put up his first 100 yard game of the season uh, against the Seahawks. So uh, not, not surprising. Uh, they're still ranked dead last in uh, passing yards per game. But remember it was close up to 400 and now it's 309. So they've been playing a little bit better. Of course, you know, Colt McCoy only got 100 yards out of him last week. Um, so, yeah, Ty Johnson is a decent play. Also, uh, Denzel Mims is away from the team for personal reasons. So uh, I kind of like Rashad Perriman as a cheap, you know, a dart throw at 3,900 on DK, 58 on FanDuel. He's a decent one as well because, look, even though Seattle has improved, we've seen them be terrible. So uh, I think that Perriman could be a decent buy this week as well. Detroit's going to host Green Bay. I don't care. It's the second week now you fired the coach. Only the first week I believe in you. The second week, not so much. Nor do I believe in you at Green Bay. I'm going to go back to that Green Bay well, just like I did last week. I had Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams and Cash, and it was good. Cash game's good for those guys yet again this week. I know it's expensive. It's fine. But I'll tell you what. I love Aaron Jones. Like I think you can go full bore here. Aaron Jones against Detroit. Sign me up, man. I'm sorry. Detroit's given up a ton of yardage to running backs this year. On the other side of this game, Hawkinson at 6K and 5K is a good value. I have a feeling you're going to make an argument for Quintez Cephas somehow. I feel like that's coming here. Is that, am I no, right? Or no, no. I, okay. do, I do like Quintez Cephas. And, and, uh, Did he play you know, in the East West game with Key and Peele? I'm pretty sure. I <laughs> know uh, he's out of Wisconsin, but funny thing is the guy coming out, the, the number one wide receiver prospect on most boards. Uh, is probably going to be Jamar Chase out of LSU, who opted out of this season. But at the at the uh, draft uh, at the combine last year, when people were talking to the prospects, 
uh, Jamar Chase was the toughest guy to cover, uh, according to almost every single corner, except for Jeff Akuda, who got drafted out of Ohio State by the Lions, right. who said Quintez Cephas was the hardest guy for him to stop. So th- there's definitely some love for Cephas for me, but I'm not going to make the argument. Kenny Galday has a shot to play this week, probably won't. But as a shot, and if he has, if he plays anything, Cephas is going to not see the field very much. I will make an argument for Marvin Jones. Uh, look, Matthew Safford threw up 400 yards last week. He's looking way healthier, way better right now. And uh, Galladay, like I said, probably still not going to play. Marvin Jones has turned into a nice wide receiver too uh, for a, a lot of weeks in a row here now. So I like Marvin Jones at uh, you know 5,800, 6,200. I think he's a pretty good deal here. So that's the only other guy I'm with you. Aaron Jones, very chalky. A lot of Derrick Henry, Aaron Jones stacks for sure. I'm surprised Peterson's salary didn't get a bump this week. Just a little surprise considering everything going on with DeAndre Swift. It's still 59 and 5K. I don't love it, but just surprised it didn't go up more to that, you know, at least $500 more than what it is. That's just a. He's always got a shot to put up two touchdowns, just like. Yeah, I mean, look what we did on Thanksgiving, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And God, he he is a marvel. You know, we could talk about Frank Gore all we want, who's just hanging around, but. Adrian Peterson, you know, still has games, you know, <laughs> like that, every now and then you look at Adrian Peterson, and you go, how is he doing this? It's just unbelievable. Father time just does not, not seem to want to hang out with him ever. It's unbelievable. The guy's a, <laughs> he is, he's an anomaly at the position at running back. I know Gore is too, but you know, Gore is not nearly what Adrian Peterson still is. I think it's a guy of- too dumb to be hurt. So yeah. <laughs> All right. let's talk about uh, New Orleans and Philadelphia. Taysom Hill, I'm in. I'm in this week against the Eagles. Uh, Taysom Hill at 66 and 77. I actually really like Hill on. on He's QB DK. three in his starts. He just he makes everyone else miserable. Uh, so, but he himself yeah, but you know plays very well. Thomas, he didn't make me miserable with Michael Thomas last week. Yeah, one and, out of three games. So, uh, come on. No, because in the first game he had 100 yards too. Did, Did he? he? He was pretty good in that first one against the Falcons. It wasn't until like the he was the only quarter. guy against Denver that had more than one catch. Like Michael Thomas is still great, but yeah. we obviously prefer him with Drew Brees. Look, here's all I'm going to say. Michael Thomas is 71 and 73. I like Michael Thomas on FanDuel. I like Taysom Hill on DK. Just throwing it out there as one-offs. And look, Taysom Hill, if he plays again, he's going to control his own destiny. We all know that. Do not chase Traquan Smith. It's not a thing. It was just a moment. Uh, and I want nothing to do with the Eagles. I don't care. I don't want to be clever and find out. Uh, Jalen Hurts is 5,100 on DK. There will be some people that play him. I guarantee you, like the roster percentage will be, I don't think it'll be 10, but I think it's going to probably be like seven or eight. I, well, what do you think about that? Jalen Hurts won a lot of people in CFF. So, and, uh, you know, college football. He wasn't facing as well. the Saints, though. <laughs> no, it was not. He was not facing the Saints. It was never his first start, you know, uh, when he played for Oklahoma. So, uh, but I, I get it. People are going to take the shot. It's not a shot I'm willing to take. I don't want any part of this Eagles offense this week. Uh, you know, the the wide receiver stuff has been weird. Travis Fulgham is down to fourth in snaps. I think about Greg Ward at 31 on DK is another wide receiver three. Just want to bring That's him up. fine because he, you know, he scored a touchdown last week. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I just think they, they, they have to give the ball more to Sanders. He needs more than 10 touches. That's oh, one. God. But you and know, two, what? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sold. They're going to do that. I am right. more sold on Ronald Jones. That's why I don't want to take any times guys. Than, than because Sanders. Doug Peterson is driving them into the dirt and making them not valuable at all. 
So I Doug I have Peterson a hard time lucky. buying in on any of those Eagles. Doug Peterson got lucky a couple years ago and had the run of his lifetime with the, with Nick Foles getting lucky having the run of his lifetime. And if yes. you think any different, then I question how much football you've watched. Because I mean, quarterbacks go on runs. Flacco went on a, a run. Yeah, I mean, I mean much it just better than Foles. Sometimes. Yeah. What's Nick Foles done before or since? Well, Colin Nothing. Kaepernick did the same thing with leading right. the Niners into that same game for like a decade now. Right, or it's a long time. Is it even a de- is it a decade? Feels like a long time. <laughs> what that he's been in the suit in the, in the league, what? Right? oh no, five or six years. Five or six. Years. It feels it yeah. feels longer. Twenty twenty's made. Well, twenty twenty's been five years. So. <laughs> twenty twenty is five years long. Oh goodness! Does that mean I get Social Security faster? Like, how's uh, that I, work? Mean, uh, I don't think they're going to make it 83 by the time we get to it anyway. So we'll, we'll still be here doing this show. Uh, <laughs> Atlanta at the Chargers, Matt Ryan and company. Matt Ryan's just 5,700. What a geez. What a discount. He's and been I got, bad two weeks in a row. I know. He, I know he's been bad, but then there's the Chargers. <laughs> like they bring bad to a whole yes. different discussion. Now, I guess here's the question, you know, in theory, you know, when you have the Chargers here and you have Atlanta, what you should definitely do is is target Austin Eckler in this game, right? Like that is my knee jerk gut reaction because the Falcons are terrible tackling in the secondary. So seven thousand seventy five hundred, I think Eckler is in, like him and James Robinson are the two good value running backs on the board this week. That's how I feel. The rest of this game, you want to take a shot on on Calvin Ridley? I wouldn't say no to it. You want to take a shot on Julio Jones? I wouldn't say no to it. I would run far far away from any running back. Uh, yeah. outside of Austin Eckler in this game. and that's I like how I they're like, oh, Todd Gurley's dealing with a knee injury. Yeah, no S. He's been you dealing with a knee from... injury for four years. Yeah, that's that's new. Um, I'm also bald. That's that. Yeah, just yeah. I'm, um, I'm not skinny, just so everyone knows. <laughs> By the way, uh, that little comment I made the other day about uh, Jordan Howard and uh, Todd Gurley in a race, and they both finished second, it got a little buzz on Twitter. I don't know if you saw yeah, that. Oh, people like that? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. They, and by they, the way, they you both... can add Mark Ingram to that race, and Mark Ingram will finish third. Yeah, <laughs> you would. Yeah, you put them all in a race, and nobody wins, including the viewers. So. Uh, Keenan Allen, I would buy back in on two seventy-seven yeah. on DK uh, eighty-five. Look, the Chargers' offense will bounce back, but the Chargers have shown us who they are, and so have the Falcons. So, if you, want, I don't want Justin Herbert's salary eighty-three hundred too much coming off that game, and I know it's the Falcons. I get it. But the Falcons have also gotten better up front a little bit too. This is this is this is one of those games that you know we always talk about on the baseball podcast here at Lions Store about four outcomes. This has four outcomes written all over it, and I hate <laughs> those games. I hate those games because they become non-investable. So what I will say is this: Keenan Allen, regardless of the four outcomes, I trust. Austin Eckler, regardless of the four outcomes, I trust. If you're worried about Eckler off into last week. They were down 28 points but like in like the first yeah. five minutes of this game. They were getting away from Austin Eckler. That's not going to be the case in this one. So regardless, those are the two pieces I feel good about. Everything else is dark throws as far as I'm concerned. I mean, how many offensive plays do the Chargers even have? I, I don't I, – I watched the red zone all day, and I don't know that I saw Justin Herbert with the football more than twice. So uh, It was know. stunning. It was, yeah, it was stunning. the time of possession. That game was insane. Uh, New England was scoring on every facet of the game. And obviously the Chargers didn't score on any. And even Oshef- Badgley was missing kicks. Gunnar Oshefsky. I actually know what college he went to. Do you? Gunnar Oshefsky? Uh, I don't know. Was it? Uh, Mississippi State. 
Midgey State. Bemidji State. You this is a real. That's not real. I did go at Google. Is it right, right now. next to Slippery Rock? I want you to Google. I I actually played baseball with guys who went to Slippery Rock. So, I think uh, it's right next to University of uh, University. By the way, the Slippery Rock is the bar right next to. <laughs> my Roof. yeah, I had my 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 half sister went to Slippery Rock. Go, go ahead, Google it right now. I want to hear your reaction. Mi- like, how do you spell Midgey State? I mean, oh, Bemidji, Bemidji State. I think it's it. in Minnesota. Go ahead, go ahead, Google. Spell it. Like, spell it. Gunner, no, I don't. B I. Just spell Gunner Oshevsky. I'm like spell. So B E M I D J I state. Just if you Google Gunner Oshevsky, I that's what I just did, and that's what I just did, and I'm telling you how to spell. I'm not asking. Oh, I thought you were telling me. It is in Minnesota. You're right. Fifteen hundred. Birchmont Drive, New England. It's not open right now. I can't go. So you can't go to Bemidji it says, State. It says it's closed. Can you go so. to Bemidji State online? Uh, I'm sure I could. So <laughs> this annual uh, in-state cost is uh, twenty-one thousand dollars per semester. So. <laughs> I have a, <laughs> I have an online degree in bookkeeping <laughs> from Bemidji <Yeah>. State. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever seen Welcome to Collinwood? By the way, no, I haven't. Is it good? And Sam Rockwell. He's like, yeah, I went to college where I got a degree in learning. all right last game on the slate here because clearly we're going off the rails and and (laughs) washington at san francisco and let me tell you something brother i'm gonna cut a wrestling promo on this one right now i love once again the washington football team i know this irks bogman because i was so into them this week against the the, (laughs) i hate it when people you know like you pick washington to win they have 10 days to prep. The Steelers have five because they played on Wednesday. Uh, you know, James Conner didn't play. No, it's just not surprising that they lost. Don't act like a genius because you picked Washington. It's not surprising. <clears throat> I'm sorry. I was just tuning my violin there for a moment. Uh, yeah, I don't know what happened. I blacked out. Did I say anything? <laughs> I think you black and golded out right there. Uh, 2,800 for the Washington football team uh defense on dk love it i love this price i mean they're just getting after it and let me tell you when you a couple weeks ago you remember when uh nick mullins played the uh (laughs) the green bay packers remember that game okay that's gonna be times 10 with this uh this defense montez sweat has turned into dikembe mutombo he's just over there blocking (laughs) passes like no 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 someone sounds like monster and i can't not hear it whenever i see Kimmy Matumbo. he sounds exactly like cookie monster so uh it, it's it's crazy but yeah man look uh, washington's defense should have a nice game here if you're looking to invest in anything in san francisco i think there's two pieces you can invest in it is um you know one is brandon Ayuk, just because the target rate for him has been insane since coming back it's like 28.6 percent and Probably Jordan Reed. You know, it's quote-unquote revenge game narrative against Washington who cut him. But Washington also not great against the tight end. Even stupid Eric Ebron, he had 38 drops, but he caught the other 15. (laughs) The accurate number, 38 drops. I believe so. I believe 38. I mean, I know the Steelers have 10 more drops than any other team in the NFL this year. One of my bucket list things is to watch a Steelers game with you and 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 more specifically watch a terrible Steelers loss with you just because I want to watch what that looks like I want to see it like do you ever watch games with other people or you're always by yourself I try not to so uh I watch games with people but you have to understand <laughs> I won't be obnoxious I just well, want to watch it doesn't it matter what you're doing I will not pay attention to you at all 
So <laughs> you, you'll you'll just be there watching me. And if you talk too loud, I'll just turn the volume up. Like Can you're I not live there. stream that. I want to like live stream it. Like I want to do like a whole show. Well, there's a reason like- why I don't uh I don't live stream myself watching the games is because I don't want to say anything that can be canceled you know so uh, yeah that's no, fair uh logan thomas uh look uh, you can you talk about the 49ers i'm gonna talk about washington more jd mckissick 4900 on dk oh my god lock it up he had 10 receptions last week i'm sorry like and most of those were in the second half after gibson got hurt yeah and gibson's not playing in this game with a turf toe I'll tell you that right now mclaurin had his first single digit game in weeks that's gonna bounce back terry mclaurin 67 and 72 Logan Thomas, 3,300 on DK. That might be the best free square of the week at tight end, no less. 5,200 over on FanDuel. Ain't that shabby either. I love McKissick. I love McLaurin. I love Logan Thomas. I love the Washington football team defense. I love Washington. There you go. There you have it. So we're now, now, Hold on. Do you like yeah. Minnesota or Washington better? What, defense? No, or teams. Oh, well, look, it's just fun right now because I, I like the Alec. Oh, look. 2020 has been a kick in the nuts. And, and, you know, I saw that, that I saw that uh, Alex Smith package that they put out there before the game. And you're, and yeah, you I love how they're trying to put Roethlisberger in there for comeback play of the year. I'm like, as soon as Alex Smith walked onto the field for one snap, he won that award. It's over. Not only that, bro, I almost died. Give him the award. Like, looked like it looked like when like a roll goes bad on your kitchen, yeah. you know, <laughs> like it's like, it was it all, was I mean, disgusting. It was horrible, and, and I can't believe that guy's walking, let alone playing football. And I like a feel-good story, so I, I, I'm, I don't think Washington's going to get there. But you know what? Ron Rivera had cancer. Alex Smith, you know, almost lost his leg. I mean, yeah. and I and look, you know me. I like Chase Young. I like Montez. I like defense. You, you and I, we're like one of the few, few people out there in fantasy who actually gives a crap at all about defense and enjoys it. So I, I, I feel. What's that? Let's go. IDP. I, like I know. That. I know. Well, look, and I'm going to tell you that now. I could. I just feel like San Francisco right now is in a bad spot because this defensive line is going to get after Nick Mullins. And it is going to be a long day at the office for him. And I think there's going to be some turnovers in this one too. So I just think, like I'm not going with Alex Smith because there's better quarterbacks on the board. But look, I, I can even understand going Alex Smith if you want to. At 52 on DK, I mean that's real cheap. You know, I, I can give you something, but like it's not prolific. That's the problem. McKissick on DK specifically in the full point PPR McLaurin with the amount of targets he usually gets forget. Look, the, the Steelers did a really good job of stopping McLaurin and making them beat him with other pieces last week. And they still beat him with other pieces. I'm telling you right now, Washington is a good investment this week. And if I'm wrong, I will hold myself accountable. Like I always do here on the program. That'll do it for us. Tomorrow's the wagering show. So make sure you subscribe to the pre-snap wherever you get your podcast. And of course, Go out there, get that Line Star app. Go follow us on Twitter at Line Star app, at Line Star NFL, at Bogman Sports, and at Joe Pizapia 17. There's nothing left to do now except down, sit, wait. You've been listening to the Pre Snap Podcast brought to you by Line Star. Hit subscribe, drop a review, tell a friend, and stay tuned for the next episode from fantasy football experts Joe Pizapia and Scott Bogman.